AJ with the Small Market Podcast. This is Andy. Uh, we're here. We have just a couple topics we, we wanted to talk to you about real quick today. Um, you know, recently uh, the Tigers announced that um, they are they are going to retire Sweet Lou's number, number one, right? Yep. Um, and this is. <sighs> Is this a? Do you think this is a reactionary thing, Andy, to him not getting into the hall, or do you think this was something that was planned ahead of time? Oh, I don't think this was planned ahead of time at all. I think this was reaction to him not getting in. I think that this is. I think this is like their silent push, like saying, "Hey, this is you know we feel he should have been here." I don't want to say maybe. I don't, want, I don't know that I want to say sticking it to the man, but this is their kind of way of saying, hey, maybe you don't feel like he deserves to be in there, but we do. I don't think it was pre-planned. I think this is most definitely a reactionary um, thing. I think that they they expected him to, to be inducted this year. Um, and it, it's, you know, when, uh, when Trammell and Morris got, got elected, what, two years ago, uh, right after that, the the Tigers kind of ra- like rode on the coattails of the Hall of Fame and decided, okay, whoa, you know, let's retire their numbers. They could have retired their numbers like years ago. You know that that's my feeling. Same thing with uh, with Whitaker. But um, now I feel like because the anticipation was higher than ever that um, Whitaker was going to get inducted. They, re- I think, everybody expected him to get inducted. At least in Michigan, it feels like, you know. Yeah. Um, I didn't expect who got in, in to get in. Um, and I think the Tigers, upon anticipation of Whitaker getting inducted, they had already, they planned it. And they're like, okay, we're going to, we're going to, uh, we're going to retire his number because he's getting inducted <laughs> and probably had some minor plans. And then, the Hall of Fame announcement came, and then they decided, yeah, you know what? We're going to retire his number anyways, as kind of a, a classy gesture, I think, to to Lou. And I, I think a little bit, like you said, as a bit of a push or a, a campaign, well, maybe he should, he should still get in next year, you know? So <laughs> that's Andy's phone going off, but that's all right. <laughs> <laughs> What's that actually highly, have to say? We're we're highly yeah. professional here. We're we're so professional here. That happens in real life. Not a big deal. But I um yeah, I think it was kind of uh I think there was some politics going on there where it was it was they anticipated him going into the hall. He didn't. And then they decided to kind of well, you know what if we go forward with it. We look like heroes by by retiring think, his number. I think, yeah, I, th- I think especially amidst of the dumpster fire that has been this rebuild process. Right now, in owner ownerships under fire, Chris Illich, you know, and stuff, they're not. He's not. A lot of the fans don't look at him exactly like, hey, this isn't Mike Illich. You know what I mean? So, 
this whole rebuild process is going on under his watch. It hasn't been going very well. And so now they say, hey, we know that the fans think he should have been in. We hear their cries. We're putting them in. We're the heroes. They're playing the hero right. card. Right, exactly. And, you know, honestly, like, I never understood. Um, I've heard stories in the past of how, oh, you know, Lou Whitaker hasn't uh, acted quite so professional. He's like, he's signing autographs underneath the tree at spring training and charging fans 15 bucks a piece and things like that. That's a phenomenal deal, by the way. If I can get <laughs> one of his autographs for right. 15 bucks, I'll take it. I think he should be commended for that. Well, I should, yeah, I, I feel like maybe I should grab my dad and get him down to spring training, put him under a tree and just tell people that he's he's uh, Tom Brookins or something. And, you know. Your dad's got a nice mustache. He could pass for that. He does. And he's old enough, too, for hmm. sure. Uh, quite a bit uh, more out of shape and overweight, but... Uh, he could probably pass. Yeah, I can see that. Pass. Well, Tom's really let himself go. Yeah, yeah, he sure has. That'll be fifteen dollars. Thank you. <laughs> we'd make a killing. We play. We pay for those plane tickets and uh, and tickets to our spring training games. So it'd be great. Yeah. But um, yeah. No, I I, uh, I feel like some of the antics, things like that. I think there's probably some other unspoken stories that we probably aren't as familiar with, but. Um, have taken place and that's kept him out of the hall possibly. But the last few years, probably especially the last five years or so, he's, he seemed like nothing but professional. And um, uh, you always see him wearing a suit out in public, um, kind of soft-spoken and, and um, maybe he's not as big of an ambassador for the game of baseball Maybe that's what the Hall of Fame has against him or what, what the writers are holding against him. But um, I think maybe once he got elected, uh, he'd be an excellent ambassador for baseball. I agree. Yeah. Um, you know, there's a, there's a few other guys on that list that I feel like, well, if Lou didn't get elected, then this guy should. Like Dale Murphy. You know, you hear about him all the time in baseball forums and stuff. Why is that guy not in the Hall of Fame now? You know, um, Don Mattingly just on pure popularity alone. <laughs> yeah, popularity. being a Yankee, I mean, right, and a Yankee captain, no less. Yeah, you know? and um, and Thurman Munson before him, like it still blows my mind that Thurman Munson is not a Hall of Famer. Uh, but there's other guys that are, and Thur Munson's got. But Harold Baines, you know, right? But Harold Baines, right? Yeah, I know. There's it's. It almost seems like a good old boys club oh, at yes. points. Yep. And like maybe that's what's hurting Lou. And like I said, I just I think it's good for the Tigers. It makes them look good and makes them look like heroes. It's gonna sell out that game the most definitely next year. Um I think they looked at it as a win win. It disappoints me that they didn't have enough foresight. Like they I feel they're doing this out of hindsight. Why didn't you have enough foresight? to put him in back when you, or to retire his number, I should say, to when you, back when you retired Trammels and Morris's. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. I, I get it that he didn't make the Hall of Fame that year, but everybody that knows Detroit sports knows that is the combo. So put him in anyways, regardless, be proactive. And that kind of disappoints me, mm -hmm. that there wasn't that proactive thought process there. Right, yeah, if you wanted it to be a separate thing or a separate celebration... For celebration in, in its own right, you know, hey, yeah, it's, but I, I think maybe there's a little bit of, well, if we retire Lou's number along with 
with uh, Jack and Tram, then that like what did he do to um, to earn that right? Well, I don't. In, in the fans' eyes, I he he did he did enough to earn that right. However, there's a little bit of like, well, that doesn't leave enough of a push or a campaign to get him in the hall as well, which that's what we ultimately would like to do. Um, I don't know how much power retiring a player's number has in pushing for the hall. of I don't think it has any. Um, I think the baseball writers, you know, much rather would look at, uh, you know, the statistics that we've mocked before on the show, like war, you know, and, and things like that. Where to me, and I've said it before, Andy, there's there's key statistics or key key milestones that I think are um, you know are relevant for getting you into the hall. You know, a World Series title, one or more, one one is hard enough to get. Um, Five hundred home runs, three thousand hits, an MVP, an MVP, a Cy Young, a Triple Crown, a Triple Crown on either in either pitching or or hitting is if you get it in hitting that should be should be a shoe in. I, I think five thousand home or five thousand home five hundred home runs or three thousand hits. I think those should make you a shoe in milestones. Yeah, right. Um, I don't think winning a batting title is is one of those milestone marks. Um, unless I, you've won multiple. Unless you've won I mean multiple, you, yes. you're a guy like a uh, Tony Gwynn. Yeah, Tony Gwynn, or you know, because you're gonna get guys that have won batting titles that like. And then that's all I've done. They've done it one like um, I know he's a fan favorite, especially in Michigan. But Maglio Ordonez, I don't think he's a Hall of Famer. I don't think he is either. You know, and he, he's he won that batting title that one year and just blew up, became a huge fan favorite. And um, no, not not a Hall of Famer in my opinion. Uh, but if he had three thousand hits, different story. And pitching, what is it? Uh, 3,000 strikeouts or 5,000 strikeouts? I want to say five. Yeah. I probably should do my homework on that one. Yeah. (laughs) 5,000 strikeouts are... uh, Romanian strikeouts. (laughs) The other one was uh, like 300 wins. Like we keep... They keep saying we're never going to see another pitcher um, approach uh, 300 wins, which is... I mean, if Verlander pitches a few more years, he's... uh, He has the potential to get there. Um, but he's just got to keep on trucking like he has been the last few years. I think he can make it, and I think a lot of people are kind of overlooking him, um, but he's not as old as people are uh, are making him out to be, and he's, he's in phenomenal shape, and he's better than ever, in my opinion. Oh, yeah, he's had like a renaissance in his career. Right. Since yeah. going to the Astros, I mean. Exactly. I think it's kind of reinvigorated him. Ugh. Winning, I guess, will do that to you for some reason, right? Right. Just ask Tom Brady. <laughs> right. Hey, guys, doesn't look a day over 30. <laughs> but he wins true. a lot. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, three, 300 wins. Um, there's guys in there that that have it that are they're never going to approach that, um, that milestone. There's great pitchers in the league today that are just not going to come close to that. Yeah. Uh, you know, even Kershaw, as good as he is, he's not going to get that. Um, yeah, I say that and watch, he'll get it. And <laughs> yeah. He'll pitch another 10 years or something. Um, but yeah, that's a, that's a stat I'd like to see somebody, um, somebody hit again. 
Um, but yeah, there's just milestone marks that I feel like you you get those and you should you should be in. And because Lou didn't hit some of those, he's got one championship under his belt. Um, he's got better defensive numbers than he has offensive, although his offensive ones aren't shabby. You know? No, they're nothing. They're not that bad. They're right, right in the ballpark. They're within. Yeah. If you had, if you, if there was a hypothetical margin of error, he's within that margin of error with right. those offensive statistics. And they throw in the rookie of the year he had. That, yeah, I, I keep I, forgetting about his his rookie. I mean, you know, I he he's got the stuff to be in. I know you said you don't think that the writers will look at the fact that the Tigers retired his number as really a reason however i feel my thought process is is they'll look at it as well if he's not important enough to you to retire his number well then why should he be in in the next step ups hall of fame sure you know what i mean i feel like retiring your number for a team is obviously prestigious but the next step up the big prize is the hall of fame so if you don't think he's worth enough to retire his number then unless his numbers are just through the roof and he's a shoe in why are we doing it right yeah maybe you should take another look at it see why are we retiring the guy's number yeah and maybe this will make them look more in depth maybe you know and there's a lot of people on that list maybe they don't look as in depth or you know how integral he is to that team i mean look at his war his war was outstanding yeah you know, I think it was like 75 point something. He had a great war. Right. And so well, how important was he? Maybe we should take a closer look now that they're doing this. Well, and we put him up against uh, Sandberg and, and Ozzy Smith too. Yes. Yeah. And, I, you know, comparing the numbers between those two guys, uh, they, he I think he beat them both out. I know he beat out Sandberg and – um, I know a lot of other guys beat out uh, Ozzy Smith, and I always liked Ozzy Smith. He was always one of my favorite Hall of Famers. But you know, if Sweet Lou's got better uh, better numbers than him, he should he should definitely be in. You know, um, yeah. I I think I think retiring this number is going to be that final push. Yeah, that final say hey. This is the dude for us. I mean, come on. But- right, right. Well, and, you know, I think there is – it's sad because there it, it becomes a popularity contest because there is a cultural aspect too. Now, if you go to Comerica Park, you got statues of, of – uh, I mean, can you name all this? There's like six statues. I hate to put you oh, on the spot, Andy. But yeah, put me in the all? spot here because I'm probably okay. not prepared for this at all. Let's go Ty Cobb. Cobb's there. I believe there's six. Charlie Geringer. Geringer's there, the mechanical man. Yeah. Let's go uh, Mickey Cochran. He's not. All right, there's... Yeah, sorry. Strike no. one. Yeah, here we go. Go three strikes and you're out. Let's go Willie Horton. Willie Horton is one, yeah. Uh, let's go... Oh, boy. You're missing a big one, gigantic one. Denny McLean? No, not Denny. Is he a pitcher? Um, There's a couple (laughs) pitchers there, but neither of them are are obvious. They're like from the 35 and 40 teams. Like Al Newhauser? Al Newhauser's there, yep. 
Al Kaline. Kaline, yeah. Yeah, wow. Yeah. That, that's Boy, that is, that is pretty obvious. I was like, I can't believe he hasn't gotten that one yet. Derp. Mr. Tiger. So it's at, that's five, that's right? five, yep. So I'm missing one. You're missing one. Uh, Hank Greenberg. Oh, jeez, yeah. yeah. Yep. Cameron Hank. Hank yeah. So, um, so you got six guys that I'm. Hey, five out of six with only one bad guess isn't good. isn't that bad. That's pretty damn good, man. Yeah, yeah nice. just off the top of my head without yeah. doing any homework. Yeah. Now, out of those six guys, one of them is not a Hall of Famer. One of them is not in the the Baseball Hall of Fame. You know who it is? No, I don't even want to go out on a limb here. We've met him. Willie Horton. Willie Horton. Yeah, Willie Horton is not a. Now, why does he have a statue and the oh, other five? Well, for what he did during the riots and exactly. uniting the city. And I guess if you're going to say you need to be a great ambassador for baseball, that was a pivotal point in right. not just Detroit history, but American history as a whole. And I don't think there was a better person during that time period to represent baseball than Willie freaking Horton. Exactly. So. If you're going to use that as a reason, you got to put him in. That that proves my point exactly, Andy. Is that you know if you're looking at uh, at cultural figures to put in the Hall of Fame, uh, how is Willie Horton not in there? You know, because he was the guy that that you know, D- Detroit's community was largely uh, African American, and people weren't listening to Kaline. He was, yeah, they're not. Well, in that time know, when that when the riots were going on, they're not going to listen to Kaline. No. You know, like. No, they were listening to someone who looked like them, someone who was black. Someone they could relate to. Right. And Willie Horton was that guy. And that's, you know, <laughs> yeah, they had to also win the series, but he was the he was the voice of reason. He was the guy that um, there's stories of him standing up on cars and pretty much, you know, just putting himself in harm's way exactly. to try and stop the riots himself. I mean, you know, like the police are out there in riot gear to protect themselves and he's just out there standing on cars. Like, right. Being Talk, Willie Horton. Being yeah. Willie Horton, man. It's, I just, <laughs> right. Yeah, it's, it's legendary stories. You know right. what I mean? Like, Right, yeah. So that guy doesn't have 500 home runs. He's got a World Series title. Doesn't have 3,000 hits, but cultural significance. And he's got a statue at Comerica Park. To me, that's enough to like, okay, I'm going to get that guy's autograph every time he comes. Yeah, to I mean, you for... Know? <laughs> he's right. he's endeared himself not just to the city of Detroit but to the state of Michigan as a whole for what he did exactly. for the city when they were at one of their lowest points. Exactly. You know? And if we're if we're reaching back to you know we're reaching forward to to Lou Whitaker, that guy did maybe just as much. You know, as far as statistics goes, he's uh, you know he's got that Roy, which I keep forgetting about. He's got the war, which I I can never calculate. Stand. <laughs> right. <laughs> and uh yeah, so um put Lou in the hall next year. I agree. Get him in there. Yeah. All right. Well uh well we're gonna take a short break and uh we'll be back with another topic real quick here. Um what are we gonna talk about next? Oh, we're gonna talk about the Lions. Yeah, everybody loves talking about and hearing about the Lions, our most uh most depressing subject. We'll be right back. Thank you. 
Okay, welcome back to the Small Market Podcast. Uh, this is AJ. This is Andy. Uh, so, Maddie's coming back. Matt Patricia's coming back. Right, Andy? Maddie, Patty, and his good buddy, Bob Quinn. Yeah. Will be back with us. Fantastic. And Martha's still not selling the team. Yep, so it's Martha Ford, Maddie, Patty, and Bob Quinn, <laughs> the three-headed monster of struggle in Detroit football. Yes. And uh, so... I. Somebody else mentioned it to me earlier today, and you just mentioned it to me a few minutes ago. Um, Jeff Bezos or Amazon is they're they're considering buying. The I guess there were rumors rumor? that they had approached, and that's I guess there was rumor that they had approached, and that's why Martha Ford had sent out her statement saying that they are not selling the team. Wow! Yeah, and which kind of makes me proud of her. Kind of makes me proud of the old gal, you know. And so you want her to keep the team? Well, I don't yeah. – my buddy who brought the subject up to me, I, at first I thought, oh, that's fantastic. Bezos owning the team? Heck yeah. you know. But then he said, well, if they do that, the first thing Bezos is going to want to do is move the team, which I cannot imagine. Yeah, I cannot imagine with the, I the fan base. The fan base you have in Detroit, uh, the fan base in Detroit, Michigan is hopelessly loyal. There's no way you're moving that. that you team. you sell out games and you're winning three games a season. I mean, they go there to. <laughs> right. This yeah. is this is worse than the guy that goes to church on Sunday every Sunday religiously, <laughs> and they tell him how terrible of a person he might be. I yeah. mean, he they, they just keep coming back for more. I've watched every game this season, and I can't tell you why. <laughs> I mean, that's they've they've been awful, and uh, well, I but, know why. Well, and. <laughs> <laughs> because I'm a I'm a sadist, yes. But uh, glutton for punishment, right? Eight of those games they haven't had Matthew Stafford. There, there's been nothing to watch. Uh, this last game today, Carry um, On Johnson was playing, so that that was like a spark of hope. But even that was not enough to to ignite my excitement and think that they might actually beat the Packers today. That was, I mean, seriously. Well, that's typical Lions fashion. I mean, you have no shot at the playoffs. You should be ideally tanking for your best spot. Right. And we're going to put out there our top running back after he just gets back from injury <laughs> to see if we can get injured him again in the last game of the season um, for shits and giggles. Fantastic. I yeah. just, I don't know. I, that, and to me, if you're, the, if you're Martha Ford and you see them bring him back for that game when there is literally nothing on the line, nothing that you can – he could run for a thousand yards in that game, and it's not going to do anything for you this season. Why do you allow them to put him in and, right. ri- and risk injury? Yeah, well, I heard the guy. You want him in there long, long term. He's like your, he's your premier back, right? That right there is why I'm okay with Jeff Bezos buying the team. <laughs> right. If you are the owner and you can't tell these clowns to not do that, right? I think I, I honestly think she sits there with her sunglasses on yeah. inside a building and collects the revenue. And just says, I'm going to trust you guys to do whatever you want. I I want to believe that she cares about the team. She, I, you know, I, and maybe that's, maybe that's a front, but I, I find that hard to believe. She he, cares about as much as somebody who doesn't pay any attention to football cares about the Detroit Lions. I don't, I don't, I don't, I think money, it's a status symbol to her. I don't think that she owns an NFL team. I don't think she's in it to win it. 
like Mark Cuban is in it to win it. Yeah. You know, with the Dallas mm-hmm. Mavericks, like that oh, dude yeah. on the sideline going nuts. He knows a ton of he knows as much as any other fan about his basketball team. Right. right? And what he wants to see happen with it. Martha Ford, I don't know that. Right. She well, doesn't even, she doesn't show me enough. And I'm not saying she's got to, you know, she's 94. She doesn't have to be there screaming with the guys, you know, drinking that they're all liquored up before the game, you know, <laughs> at the tailgates coming in. Um, but it just doesn't come off like she has a really big vested interest other than the dollar amount. Well, even like, uh, you know, Robert Kraft or who's the, what's the name of the owner from Dallas? I'm blanking on Jerry Jones. Jerry Jones, yeah. The, both those guys looked like they have vested interests in the team besides financially. They love football. They love You the can sport. tell they love football. And they love the legacy of their teams, you know? Exactly. So, you know, and it, it is, I I got to jump on board with you there a little bit where Kraft or Martha's, it, it's hard to buy in that she's a, she's a Lions fan or that she's a, a football fan or that that's what, that's like where her passion lies. But again, she's 94 years old. Does she have to? I don't think she has to. But, you know, just the idea that she's shutting down the fact that, like, she's not selling the uh, she's not selling the team, that um, that gives me a little bit of insight of the – she kind of – she cares where they're going. However, when you don't let go of uh, Matt Patricia or, or Quinn – um, that man, I wish I had bosses that were that forgiving, <laughs> you know, cause after a three and, and, uh, 13 season, I'd be, uh, I'd be done with my coach and I'd be especially done with my GM. I, yeah, there would have to be. Yeah. I, I agree I, with giving Patricia one more season. I think, Fine. I think he's, I think they're getting this. Because of the significant injuries they had, I think if you have all the starters and you go, you know, three and whatever, then, then yeah, I think they clean house. And if that's Martha's thought process, I can, I don't like it, but I can get behind it. Right. Do you know what I mean? Um, It's, she's trying to be fair. Um, Me as a fan, I would ax them anyways but right you know I, she's looking at yeah. it from uh being someone's boss and this is their livelihood this is what they do you know you can get they lose their job they got to go find a different one um she's looking at probably more so from that angle and hey you didn't have the tools you need to succeed so i'm not going to necessarily a hundred percent fault you for that mm-hmm. so i mean we i guess are, i see why she brought him back but we're we're a bit more cynical and hard hard-edged as fans it's kind of funny because there's we don't invest nearly as much in the team as she does, but um, and I guess a, a case can be made for that too. But um, uh, she's certainly collecting more <laughs> mm. than we are, you know. She invests more and she benefits more. Right, right. That's true. That's very true. Uh, anything else we need to say about the Lions? No, I don't think so. I think that's all. That's all there is to it. Okay, understandable. All right. Well, this was uh, this has been fun. Thanks, Andy. Um, this says uh, we will tune in next week to the Small Market Podcast. Thanks for tuning in.